we just didn't really know how to talk about money. Hello and welcome to Relationship Renegade, the podcast that is all about breaking down myths and some of the rules we listen to and stories we all buy into as fact and truth about relationships. I'm your host, Dr. Jameson Mercier, licensed clinical social worker and uh, doctor of marriage and family therapy. Man, that keeps escaping me. Thank you for joining me for another episode here on the Relationship Renegade podcast. All month long, we're talking about money. Yeah, money. But money in the context of our relationships, okay? Whether that's relationships with friends, uh, ourselves, right? That relationship that we have with money. Is that a healthy relationship? What does it look like? Where did it come from? Where is it going? All right. We're talking about all those things. And if you've missed the last few episodes, do yourself a favor and go back and get all caught up. All right. You'll be glad you did. Take my word on that. Today, we're continuing the conversation that we've been having about money, but we're specifically going to look at the relationship that exists uh in the family, but in particular, the in-laws, um, the bonus family. You know, it's hard enough between a husband and wife, boyfriend and girlfriend, trying to figure out what it is that, that just how they're going to do the money thing. Okay, what is, what is their plan for money? What's their goal? How are they going to achieve that goal? But when you bring in their respective families... It is uh, exponentially harder, okay, to um, just navigate the whole money thing. And it often leads to frustration. It leads to resentment. Um, You probably was already going to fight and have disagreements about money. But now they have like this additional layer. You know, it's one thing to be, to not be fond of your your mother-in-law or father-in-law or sister-in-law or whomever. But if now you throw money into it, you know, now it's just like extra. You know, it's it's bad enough as as it was, but the money thing really um adds it, it makes it worse. And if you've been in that kind of situation in the past, you know what I'm talking about. Um, and it can feel hopeless. It can feel like you're stuck, right? Because that's your husband's family or your wife's family. Um, of course, you're going to say yes or you feel like you want to say no, but then the consequences, right? Do you want to be that person? And so for the next few moments, we're we're, we're going to take a look at some of these um we're going to take a look at a couple of things and see um, what some alternatives might be um, and see if there are any ways to head off some of these uh, challenges. Now, it isn't 
every family that's like this, but it happens enough to where it's worth mentioning. Some families, by all accounts, are great. And other families, while great themselves, just may present um, some unique challenges. Okay? So I just want to put that out there. Um, I heard a quote uh, just today. They said that family dynamics are unique, are as unique as fingerprints, right? We all have fingers, thumbs, index, but they're all different, right? Every print on your hand is different. You've got 10 fingers and 10 different fingerprints, right? Like, that's insane when you sit and think about it, right? If your 10 fingers are all different, now let's just apply that same logic to families, Right, they they some dynamics are the same, but they are all unique. All right, now before we get too deep into this, one thing I thought about, um, and then I read a little bit about, was the background of a family is always something you want to consider. Um, specifically for this month, when we're talking about background. What is the financial background like? What, what, what's happened in the past? You know? Um, and I think that's a good place to start because, you know, if you can understand um, why your wife's parents or husband's parents are the way they are, what their history might have been, then it might influence how you respond, okay? It may not change your decision, but you definitely then have more uh, more information, more perspective, you know, context. All of that stuff matters, and it's all relevant um, and helpful when you're trying to resolve some things. But background, financial background is important. For example, a lot of families work to survive the concept or the idea of having extra or excess is one is not universal not a lot of families have excess and for those who find that they do have some excess that is a new phenomenon okay td jakes i remember hearing a sermon where he says one of the issues uh for a lot of people is that they've never had to manage excess. There was no such thing as extra or bonus. It was all about survival, hand to mouth. And so, you know, in, in so for let's say, let's just take me for example. In my family, I recognize that my generation, we are a generation, we are the first generation in my family where we're able to have some excess. Okay, we can do a little extra. We can play with our money. We're not as stressed financially as our parents were. I've shared before on the podcast, my uh, father died when I was nine, leaving my mother with three kids and a new mortgage. So, I mean, that just kind of lets you know what my situation was like. Okay, um, one income. And it was all about uh, getting through from one check to another. Um, and that was 
that that was just the way it was in my house, right? We didn't eat out very much, um, and it it wasn't as much of a thing for I I guess well for some people it was, but it wasn't for us. Um, we ate home cooked meals, whether it was my mother or church families, but um, so we didn't have a whole lot of excess. Um, so think about on the flip side though. Perhaps your spouse came from a, a family where, you know, maybe they weren't like, you know, wiping their butt with money, but they were not as tight as you perhaps might have been. Okay. Maybe um, both parents worked and maybe both parents were professionals and, you know, decent incomes. Um, let's say, um, there might've been business owners. Okay. Business owners versus employees. Not that one is better, but it is, it is, the mindset is different. The mindset of a business owner and the mindset of an employee, they operate differently. And maybe one day we'll get into that conversation. But think about the children from those two different families. So my family, where single parent, two, three jobs at a time, hand to mouth, check to check. And then the other where, you know, they had all the luxuries. Uh, There's no such thing as, you know, hand to mouth or lights being cut off. You know what I mean? Or water being cut off. None of those things happen for this other person. And then as fate would have it, they meet up and decide they want to get together and form a family of their own. Well, you can imagine some of the difficulties that lie ahead for them um, when it comes to having uh, doing this financial piece. Okay. And if they don't understand the backgrounds, they're just going to fight about it. They're going to fight about it. Um, if one is tight with money, and we say tight, I don't like the word tight, but you get it, it paints the picture. If one is frugal, whereas the other one may be um, more of a free uh, spirit spender, um, if it appears, or maybe it is factual, that one's family uh, seems to need a loan or gift more than the other. Um, you can imagine how that may uh, influence uh, the relationship, right? But understanding the backgrounds do help, okay? Um, another thing... Um, so because I lost my dad very young, I never saw my parents fight about money. I never saw them argue about money. It doesn't mean they did not or they would never. I just didn't witness it. Um, and I know a lot of people thought, might say, well, that's good. But it, it's one thing to witness or to have your parents not fight or fight about money. But if they do, it creates an opportunity to learn how to resolve it. Okay. It's, 
it, it helps to see the whole picture. Hi, we are the Messiah Kids. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking subscribe now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. Now back to the show. I remember when um, Herdine and I were first, uh, when we first got together, um, we just didn't really know how to talk about money. We, we just, you know, I did what I did based on how I grew up and she did what she did. And we fought about it until we were tired and then, you know, just kind of moved on with our lives. Um, that's a bit of an exaggeration, but that was more or less what it was. And it took us a long time to get on the same page. So, you know, the backgrounds, uh, specifically the socioeconomic backgrounds, those things really do um, play a role. Okay. Because that also lets you, gives you an idea of how people think and operate. If, um, five, ten dollars might be significant for you, but you know, it may be a few hundred dollars that's significant to another person. Um, you may have to think twice about going to, I don't know, McDonald's, Cheesecake Factory, whatever your restaurant is. And for your partner, at least how they grew up, that was not even a conversation. Right. So knowing that, knowing that makes a huge difference. Um, And so if you are in the midst of any of that, just kind of take a pause and just look at each other's backgrounds and and see if there's anything that can be gleaned from that. And that would help you guys have a better conversation. I know that was a lot, but um, just kind of had to get that out the way now. There are two scenarios that you may find yourself in when it comes to families. One is you may have a family where they just want to pay for everything. And some people might say, well, damn, bring it on. I got no problems with that. Let them pay for everything. They want to pay, go ahead. But I say, well, is that really a good thing? Okay, is it really the best thing to have your in-laws, you know, subsidize your life? Personally, for me, that isn't necessarily something that I want. And that may that may just be about my my uh, reservations about not wanting to owe anybody anything. Okay, I, I maybe that's all it is for me. But, you know, I, I tell I tell every I tell people, uh, I tell my kids, you know, if you don't take stuff from people that you don't necessarily care for. You know, and this goes to this whole idea. Sometimes you need to check people's motives and intentions. Why are the in-laws? Why are her parents, his parents? wanting to give you so much it may be that they're just generous people that they those people are out there okay it it that just may be it period and if that's the case then great you still don't have to accept it 
But hey, great. But then there are parents for whom they give, 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 give. And every transaction has some strings attached. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. And what appears to be a free lunch is not a free lunch and will probably end up costing you more, but just differently. Maybe you find yourselves obligated to, I don't know, cut grass on the weekends. Or or in a much more um, unique twist, it may be that you may not care for your in-laws very much. And they may be well aware of that. But in order to force and sustain a relationship, they just give you a ton of money. Right? They are, in, in essence, buying the relationship. Or, or they're paying for your kids, I don't know, tuition or preschool or daycare. I don't know. I'm not saying all their reasons are bad. But I, I'm just saying you probably want to um, figure out what the motivation is. Just figure out what that is. Um, it, it, it will help to have a better idea as to what exactly it is that you're getting and what is expected um, as a result. No one wants to think of their families as, as being the kind of family that does that. Um, but these things happen. They happen. We know this. Um, and so if you do have that family, that family situation, where they're just giving, 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 you you first decide how much do you want to accept because, again, there's no such thing as a free lunch. Um, it will end up costing you one way or another um, sooner or later. Just be prepared for that. And if you're okay with that, then, hey, fine. You know, if you don't mind the dynamic, if it's, if it's better for you to have your child care paid for and you're willing to accept it, great. But if not, take a close look at that. Um, because, you know, it isn't really uh, that they're eliminating any struggles. You're just choosing a different struggle. Um, and that is something else we can talk about later. Um, the other piece now, as far as uh, family dynamics and money, maybe you have the family that they're always asking for money. That's the other side. Um, and this is not exclusive to your um, parents, per se. This could be cousins. This could be aunts and uncles. You know, you're ex- constantly getting that phone call where you're being asked to let them hold something. You know, hook me up, cuz. Um, and... Most people have been there. Most people understand what that's like. Um, What do you do? What do you do? It's one thing if you're not able to, you know, but I say, I ain't got it. You know, check me out later. But what if you are able to, right? And let's just say they know you're able to. How do you um, manage that? 
and that this is also a serious point of contention for a lot of people, uh, a lot of relationships, because um, if you guys are not on the same page about how you're going to handle that, it does create some issues. And so that's actually the first uh, thing that we can do to help remedy this is to be on the same page. Well, Jameson, what does that mean, be on the same page? Well, being on the same page. So first of all, are we going to lend or give money? And if so, how much? In previous episodes, I've already said I'm not about the lending life. I am not about that life. I would much rather give you what I can and salvage the relationship than to loan you 500, you know, 700, 1,050, whatever it is, whatever it is. You know, the the Bible says that, you know, the borrower is slave to the lender. And listen, I know I know that personally because I I've been a borrower and I also understand that in terms of taking loans. I mean, whether it's a car loan, mortgage, credit cards, it's bad enough that you got to deal with Visa, you know, MasterCard, Amex. Those people are easy. There's no relationship there that you need to worry about. But your 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 uncle, your aunt, mother, father, that kind of relationship. Yeah, you definitely want to worry about. I mean, not worry, but you want to think about that. Okay. So, and on the flip side, right, the borrower is slave to the lender. So the lender is the slave master, is also what that's saying. I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to always be knocking on your door asking, where's my money? Or giving you a look that says, where's my money? Or, I don't want to be like, every time I see you call me, I'm thinking, where's my money? I may not say it, but I'm thinking that. Or when I call you, you're suddenly all stressed and anxious because you think I'm calling just for the money. So now you start avoiding my calls. I don't want that dynamic. Okay, I really don't. But that's me. Okay, and Herdini and I, we figured that out. We have figured out how to be on the same page about that. But you got to figure that out for yourself. Now, if you do decide, yeah, we're going to lend our parents money, our family's money, cousins, whomever, um, lend them money or give them money, have a plan for that. Have a plan. What, um, what is the limit? What is the limit? Um, is it going to be up to 500? Is it going to be up to 1,000? Do we need to check with each other regularly before we do that? I would say yes. I really would say yeah. You know, if someone calls you up and say, hey, Joe J, can you spot me two bands? I will straight up say, yo, let me check with her dean first. I got no shame saying that, okay? Some, I mean, sometimes I may already know she's not going to have any issues with it. I may know that, but I, I mean, I owe her that 
to at least check in with her first. Just to be like, hey, babe, you know, Bob called and they're in a pinch. That just shows that I'm considering her. Listen, it's her money too. Okay? Um, and the other thing is if you don't if you don't want to loan the money or give the money, you can always blame it on your spouse. Right? That's just a given. Just be like, man, I do it, but he said no. Or she said no. Um I mean, hopefully you guys are on the same page about that. But definitely figure out what the plan is. Right? Five hundred, like we said, a thousand, or is it gonna be multiple loans at a time? You know, I think this question came up a couple episodes ago. Is it a one-time thing or is it like once a year? Is there a, is there an aggregate limit? Okay, I mean it sounds silly, you know, but I mean after like aggregate limit, that's what student loans do, right? There's a lifetime cap. Okay, and it doesn't stop. So come together, have that conversation and figure out what you guys are going to do. Ultimately, what it comes down to is your money is your business. That's really what it is. You are in control of your money, not your cousins, not your mother, not your father-in-law, nobody. You are in control of your money. You get up at whatever hour, whether godforsaken hour or decent hour, and you go and you clock in, log in, um, punch in, whatever it is you do, and you stand, sit, drive for X number of hours, it's yours to do as you see fit. Now, I understand, you know, we feel obligated sometimes. Sometimes we feel guilty. A lot of people have a lot of guilt around money, particularly if you've been helped in the past. And so I get that those things exist, but it does not change the fact that you are ultimately in control of your money and where it goes and what it does and to whom it flows, really. Okay, Um, and I would encourage you to um, get to the point where you can understand that and internalize that. You don't owe anybody anything. And I know it sounds selfish and cold, but you really don't owe people anything and if you do feel like you do owe them for how long are you going to be repaying them that is a question all right and so i'd like for you guys to think about those things and let me know what you come up with thank you for listening to this episode here about money and families if you found any value in this show Please just let somebody know. Share it with a friend, family, uh, cousin, neighbor. Um, maybe share it with somebody who owe you some money. <laughs> or <laughs> that would be interesting. If somebody owe you some money and then they see you send them this episode. Um, 
Yeah. Or maybe, you know, if you owe someone money, you send it to them as a recognition. Yo, I got you. I know I owe you the money. You're going to get it. Um, I don't know. Either way, let people know. Send it to a couple friends. And uh, let us know in a review on iTunes or wherever it is that you're listening to this podcast. Um, feel free to hit us up uh, on, our, on the DM, Dr. Jameson Marcia, or uh, Relationship Renegade Podcast. I'd love to hear what you think about this show uh, and the series. All right. Thanks again for joining me. Um, thank you for the support. If you've not heard it today, you do need to know that I love you, you matter, and uh, it's the truth, so believe it. All right? Thank you again. Take care of yourselves, and I will catch you for the next episode of Relationship Renegade. Bye now.